0: Sunday, Monday, happy gays, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays, Thursday, Friday, happy gays. They're best chums, let's have some fun, ready to chat with you. These gays of ours, happy gays, these gays of ours. Show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. My name's Jared Hagland.
1: I'm Ashley Fair.
0: And we are Gay, Gay Best, Best Friends. Friends. Oh. So we are fitting today's episode in right in the middle of our dodgeball finals. So we are athletically prepared. We are in an athlete's mindset today. So mm-hmm. we are in the game. How'd you feel about our game earlier?
1: It made me a little sad, I'll be honest.
0: Because we lost?
1: Yeah, and, like, it wasn't, like, okay, fair enough, uh, J.D. and one of our team captains just pointed out that it was to the first place team in our division, so, like, fair enough, we mm. lost to them, but it just felt like such a, it wasn't even just losing, it was, we were demolished.
0: I don't think we were demolished.
1: It felt like it. I think, what was
0: it, okay, I'm gonna I like, eight,
1: Four? I didn't even see the score.
0: It was 6-3, and then we had two more games, so it might have been 8-3. Mm. But that's not...
1: That's not too bad.
0: We held our own in some.
1: Yeah. Last night, it was a, we had to go to a tiebreaker.
0: Oh, so. so. and felt the, good. And the games felt really fast. Like, the rounds that we went down, we went down hard.
1: So fast. The the second last game, or round, I was just like, oh, we're, that's it, eh? We yep. barely started. <laughs> well, a team
0: where someone's wearing a singlet clearly is going to mean business.
1: It's true. They they are prepared. Yeah. If you can throw a ball in a singlet.
0: Well, don't worry. We're taking our time now to refocus our energy, to gain our strength. Yeah. And we will come back for a like third runner-up fucking round yes. in a few hours. <laughs> I like that you're still excited about that. Yeah.
1: It'll be like the best we've done. In past years, we uh, we've been knocked out first thing in the morning. Uh, so oh, it's well, yeah. There we go. Yeah, exactly. So now we have an afternoon game, first time ever. That's lovely. So that's also, this is the first time we've uh, we've recorded in the morning.
0: True. We have coffee instead of our usual bananas and soda water. I was trying to think of something really healthy, and bananas came to mind.
1: That's a. It's because you're in the sports.
0: Right. That's a great post workout snack.
1: Yeah, get that potassium.
0: Okay. For um, your muscles.
1: Um. But so we got coffee on our way, <gasps> and we we're trying to find. <gasps> Somewhere to get coffee, and one of our go-to places is turning into a not-coffee place. It's turning into a Pizza Pizza.
0: A Pizza Pizza.
1: So yeah. I'm not super familiar. Like, I remember seeing Pizza Pizza in Surrey, like, once, but I've never had Pizza Pizza. You did
0: not see Pizza Pizza in Surrey
1: once. Did I not? No. I, I'm i going to look it up right now.
0: They are a staunchly Eastern Canadian company. Um, so when I lived in Toronto, that's when I got to know Pizza Pizza Pizza. Pizza Pizza. Uh, no.
1: Oh, there's three pizzas? No, pizza, but... You just keep saying pizza, pizza, But it's pizza,
0: pizza, pizza. pizza. pizza, pizza, pizza. Oh. Like, there's pizza, pizza, chicken, there's pizza, there's pizza, pizza storefronts, and then there's pizza, pizza, pizza.
1: Hilarious.
0: I actually worked at a movie theater that, like, served pizza, 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 mm-hmm. and I stole legally from there a official pizza, pizza, pizza slicer.
1: Illegally? Le- so. Legally. I
0: said legally just, you know, because... Our lawyers get mad. Right. Um,
1: You're right. I didn't see Pizza Pizza in Surrey. There is one in New Westminster and in Burnaby.
0: Now, they're new. Okay. Because Pizza Pizza is just coming. Mm-hmm. But you say, like, when you heard it, you said Pizza Pizza.
1: Yeah. And I, and I did the the action of the guy with the...
0: Yeah, of the Little the, Caesars guy. Yeah. It's That's very a, confusing. It is
1: confusing.
0: I don't know. What do you like in a pizza? I'm trying to think if you'll like Pizza Pizza Pizza.
1: I like... I like a good sauce and good sauce? a decent amount of cheese. And I love me like a meat pizza. So mm. like good meats and like a some decent meats. Yeah.
0: What do you like? So I think the pizza, pizza, pizza issue that isn't my favorite. It's a very bready crust. Oh, there's a lot of crust.
1: Mm. Yeah. I don't love I don't love crusty pizzas.
0: Yeah. So
1: we'll see. Unless it's good. Is it a soft crust or is it like it kind of tastes like an old crust? I say it's soft. I think it's
0: it's one of those things like I don't know at this point because it's been so long. It's just nostalgia. Oh. And because I lived beside one and it was also the one of the first places that came into like online pizza ordering mm. where you could all of a sudden like ask for extra sauce or like seasonings on the crust and not feel like you're just some like picky dick on a phone. <laughs> um, So that's very exciting. But now that's everywhere. Yeah. So that's so that's not gonna make it special. No, that's not unique.
1: Well, as soon as they open, we'll have to do another little taste test.
0: We'll do a pizza, pizza, pizza taste test. That's right. Maybe we'll even try the pizza, pizza, chicken.
1: Like little bites.
0: Yeah, they got mm. wings. They oh got bites.
1: <laughs> we know, we know. I love wings. She <laughs> loves
0: a chicken wing.
1: <laughs> I got so excited. Are they? Is it a good hot sauce? Like what kind of buffalo sauce is it? Do you remember?
0: I was so poor in Toronto. You think I was buying chicken? fair, 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 fair. <laughs> i was not no. zach really likes it and he's a he's yeah. a fried chicken connoisseur so
1: great well i cannot wait for that oh my gosh dangerously close mm. i'm just getting so like my mouth is watering because i started to think about pizza hut has these boneless bites that are so good oh. and now my like mouth is watering their hot sauce is really good
0: oh i've never had pizza hut's version uh. but that sounds delicious it is good we should get lunch after this <laughs>
1: We might need it. We need
0: fuel, other than <laughs> caffeine, which, by the way, we didn't do our ritual.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's in my jacket pocket.
0: Should I run and get it?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, because I need to get more coffee. Sorry. All right. And I have to pee. All All
0: right. You can enjoy this musical interlude while we do this.
2: Yo, I'll we'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell us
0: what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want.
2: You gotta get with my friends, with my friends. It last forever, friendship never ends, if you wanna be my lover, you have got to, give. Got to give. It's
0: too easy, but that's the way it is, hey! Welcome back to the program, that was a great break, welcome back everybody, we are, we're good to go again, we are sitting here with our show tradition, Ashley has our weekly five hour energy.
1: This is the first time we've announced that we actually drink these every week, uh, but, It's blue raspberry, and that's my favorite flavor. Like, I don't know if it's my favorite five-hour Energy flavor. But
0: But it's consistently a good flavor.
1: Yeah. It's my favorite, um, like, slushy. mm. It's the best.
0: And so Ashley's taking her half. I'm taking mine. So we don't really drink a five-hour Energy. Mm. It's like two and a half.
1: It's perfect.
0: Yeah, for a five-hour Energy, none of them are that tasty.
1: I would mix this with a Slurpee.
0: There you go. Five hour energy slurpy. One more, all right.
1: Oh, the end was not as good. <coughs>
0: Dead soldier. Maybe you're supposed to shake it. I thought I did. Well, get ready to shake it, Ashley, because this week it's your birthday. It's your thirtieth birthday.
1: Big three O. Oh.
0: This is Happy Birthday by Stevie Wonder, and I have no idea when he gets into it. <laughs> I
1: was- I was just
0: wondering. My go-to is the, like, one from Simpsons. Right. Friend, you but you know, anymore. Too soon, too it's late. I don't know. Today On April
1: 3rd, the day before my birthday, I was, like, doing
0: the, Oh, he's starting. <laughs> Happy birthday! Yay. We'll assume that he really gets into it.
1: <laughs> you guys play it for me again later.
0: So I wanted to like get into it. This is your 30th, ask you some questions about age and all that, but um before we got into that, I just had a a few surprises for you.
1: Ooh. Um
0: I reached out to a few of your friends and got some birthday messages. No. So I just want to play a few for you here.
1: Happy birthday, Ashley. Hope you enjoy the big 3-0. I miss you, and I wish I could be there for you for your birthday, but uh, we'll see each other soon, hopefully, and I hope you have a great night.
2: Hi there, Ashley. It's your friend, Michael Kushner, calling you from Massachusetts Avenue in Washington, DC. Behind me is Union Station, where thousands of commuters are currently making their way home after a long work week. And in front of me is the US Congress, the seat of government of this great republic. I thought it would be appropriate to record you birthday greetings here because in a lot of ways, this symbolizes one of the things that most impresses me about you. And that's your commitment to including everyday people in taking action in influencing the decisions that affect their own lives. And I am so proud and happy to be able to call you, my friend. I hope that your birthday is nothing but a smashing success, and I wish you nothing but a prosperous year in the coming year and all the years of your life. Thank you very much to Jared for inviting me to participate in this, and I hope to see you all very soon.
1: Happy birthday, baby. I am so excited to spend so much of this life with you. You're the most wonderful person I've ever met.
0: I just wanted to give you a chance to hear from some people who I know you didn't get to see on your birthday, and... I don't know if Jarek is planning anything tonight, but if she is, maybe those people couldn't make it.
1: That's so sweet. I had no idea that you put all this extra work into it. Um, And it's funny because like, okay, this is kind of like a funny crossover thing to like mention, but I've been thinking a lot about this, but people don't like to celebrate their birthday or they just like people get so funny about like aging. Um, and I don't, I love birthdays. I love aging. I think aging is a blessing. Um, I guess depending on who you are, but, uh, for me it is. Um, and I've gone through like enough loss to, um, to appreciate every extra day I get and the people I get to spend time with. But when I first started wedding planning, someone told me, let there be speeches because you're never gonna have another day where all your your friends and family will like get to stand up and say such nice things about you. And I think it's the same with birthdays. Like people should take the time to allow themselves to be celebrated because it feels so good. This past week has just been so sweet, the messages I've been receiving, um, the things people have been saying like on my Facebook wall. Uh, I just I'm really blown away and I it sounds so stupid, but like I'm it's kind of unexpected. You know?
0: That's so weird. It's unexpected. <laughs> I do want to say, yeah, the wedding thing. Do speeches. It is lovely. Other than the whole getting married part and, like, a party, it is the best part of the day. <laughs> um,
1: I think, why Why are you surprised, though? Well, I'm surprised that people, they don't have to, like, step up and say anything or... Um, Or, like, go beyond happy birthday. Mm -hmm. But the number of people who did and who said really complimentary things to me um, and just, like, I don't know, made me feel like I really have grown my community in a really nice way.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. I will say, I think out of any friend I've had turned thirty, you take it the best. Oh, thank you were you. so excited. Yeah. Like you were ready for this. Well,
1: it so on after like my birthday day and I posted a thing on Facebook about like I feel like I've caught up. Like I've spent so much of my younger years spending a lot of time with people much older than me. Um and especially like working in politics, I spent a lot of time struggling to be on the same level as people who I didn't realize until later were so much older than me. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're older than me. And I'm like, well, God, I have so long there, to go. Right? Yeah. Um. And I don't know, turning 30 just felt like, oh, I'm there. I'm like, I'm catching up. I, I'm not like I'm catching up, but I just feel like I'm where, I feel like I was always meant to be 30. <laughs> I
0: think that's, that's a great way of looking at it. I did want to know, though, because it's something I think about, like so not like clearly the day came. Not you don't feel too much different other than a little better about yourself clearly cuz people were really awesome to you, which is great. <laughs> yeah. But like look back at like 20 year old Ashley. Mm-hmm. Like what has age done to you? What has age done to us?
1: I think I think I've become like a more graceful person, mm. especially in my Ability to be patient with other people Um, and in my communications, I think I've, I have, I used to be a lot more snappy and people used to comment on, they thought I had a really good communication style, especially like digitally, like in emails or social media. They were like, oh, you're so diplomatic. But I still feel like I used to be pretty like snappy and even my internal responses to things were a lot like my heart was on fire kind of like rage sometimes and that's that's certainly mellowed out over time i probably because i've just learned better or i've learned that it's just not worth it um in the last year for sure i have spent more time asking myself what is the purpose of this reaction or saying this thing like what do i hope to get out of it And if I don't have an answer for that, then I just let it go because there's no sense in if someone's being shitty to you um, because they're being shitty to you, like there's no, there's no sense to me in following up and like picking a fight over it because what do I hope to get out of it unless I know that what I'm going to say is going to affect the way that they might, they're, they're like, "Oh, I didn't realize I said it that way, or whatever." You know, like that's
0: a big lesson to learn, and yeah, it takes time.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, life
0: dealing with people, and how, I really just, yeah, how to deal with people better, how not to just like jump into your reactions, mm-hmm. and when like to not have a battle when you don't need to have a battle yeah. are shockingly hard lessons to learn, yeah. and there's a lot of people who don't learn them.
1: No, and it feels so good to not always be ready to fight. Uh, when I was when I was in university I was part of my student union and we would go to these conferences and, um, my student union was always like picking a fight, um, warranted or not. doesn't really matter. But like, we were always like ready to go. And I would always, there was one report post conference, um, where my colleague wrote in the report, Ashley went to this committee because, um, she likes to fight or something. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I like to fight. Like, I am ready to go. I am smart. <laughs> I have the facts behind me. And, like, I am fired up. Um, which I think was a big part of my early 20s. Yeah, I organized rallies. I Like, I was always, like, breathing fire. But I feel like I was always so... Hmm sparky you know um and now i feel like i'm like if i was like a phoenix now i'm like a calm feathery phoenix not a fiery phoenix right now which is nice
0: i think one of the things that i learned the most in like the last 10 years and when i hit 30 i really noticed is how much more comfortable i am like being comfortable Yes. Like, when you're younger, I felt like I always need... Like, life needed to be an edge more. Mm-hmm. Like, your place couldn't be that super nice. Like, you were in college. Yeah. You know, you needed to be fighting for... Like, your job needed to not be secure. or You needed to be <laughs> on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I been shocked how much more comfortable I am being comfortable.
1: Yeah. And also... Um, how do I say this? Being comfortable like from like a fashion perspective or something I'm trying to think about how to say this but being comfortable like embracing how you want to present yourself to the world I've always been um very femme um very into anything that's like really pretty um which doesn't that like femme doesn't mean pretty but like I've always been into pretty things um, shiny things I've always wanted to This is so silly But I've always wanted to wear Colorful eyeshadow or eyeliner Like Since I was in high school I would look at the like little duo packets At PharmaSave That were like a bright blue and a bright yellow And I always wanted it but I never got it
0: And now you feel comfortable doing that?
1: Yes and it was funny because on my birthday I went to Sephora to get my birthday gift Hot tip if you don't know this already If you're into makeup Sign up for Sephora Rewards, get points for your purchases, but on your birthday you get a little gift, and this year's was a good one. Um, and they're always really good, but this year it was like a Kat Von D eyeliner, a setting powder, and three little samples of some of her lipsticks.
0: Did they know you're 30? I don't think so. Okay, I wonder if that made a difference.
1: No, no, it's just it's just always, everyone gets, there's I two I guess options, then it probably but... just would
0: have been anti-aging cream, some like, <laughs> sensible... Well,
1: so the options were that or um, some cleansing things and I chose the makeup because it's prettier Smart. anyway so but I don't like to go and just get the free thing I was like I should purchase something and I spent forever looking at all these colorful eyeliners trying to decide and in the moment like the people working at Sephora made me feel like I didn't really belong there and I really just wanted someone to help me out because I wanted to wear I want to know how to wear bright eyeliner because I haven't done that before but I really wanted to and I tried asking some questions and I feel like I just got brushed off. So then I kind of like I was texting with Jerrica, and she liked a certain color best and I'm like, "Okay, great. I like that one too. Gotta get it." Came home, put it on, and I like put it all over my eye just to see the color as like, yeah. a whole Thing. piece. And I thought, "Fuck those workers. I'm going back tomorrow and getting more colorful eyeliners because I liked this and I didn't like feeling like I didn't belong." Oh. Um and like you shouldn't feel that way. And also, why is makeup shopping so hard? Anyway, that's a whole other side. A whole now. other
0: topic. But, but. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. It's so hard.
1: <laughs> so, and where I also wanted to go with this was, like, when I was in high school, my mom always said I was really vain because I really liked to, like, play with my hair. And I I wasn't, like, allowed to wear makeup, but I would try to. <laughs> so, um, so she was always, like, you're way too into your appearance, But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can be a well-rounded person who likes pretty things. And that's not vain. No.
0: Vain is when it starts becoming more important than other things, or you're really conceited about it and, like, judge it against other people. To me, that's when vain becomes a problem. Yeah. Enjoying a look or, like, doing things, that's to me not a
1: problem. And I don't think that was ever who I was. I just, like, yeah. Anyway, uh, I've embraced that part of me a lot more in the past couple years, and I hope I continue to. Like, I... Because, ex- exactly, it's not, it's just a part of who you are, and it's okay to express yourself boldly. Yeah,
0: through how, your appearance and yeah. what you wear. It's actually something through life that I've actually never had a problem with. I've always had points where I will be really bold with choices, much, mm-hmm. I would say, probably generally to my visual detriment. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's a weird, odd thing that I've never had a problem.
1: I never do on, like, for, like, Christmas, I will go all out, and for New Year's Eve and my birthday... But the in betweens, I the day to day I wear like a pale beige eyeshadow and some mascara and maybe some blush. But like I don't do anything bright. And now I have purchased a blue eyeliner and a like sage tealish eyeliner, and they will be part of my regular get up going forward.
0: Ugh. I'm so glad that boys don't have the expectation to wear makeup, like some do, and all the power to them. I, it's too much work to fucking shave. I can't imagine having to do anything else to my face. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Thank you. I'm really excited. I, I'm doing nothing. I'm busy tonight, but I don't know if there's anything <laughs> happened. Um, But if there is, I hope you love it. And let's try and find out where Stevie Wonder actually says happy birthday in this fucking song.
1: I did look up the lyrics. Oh. Uh, and it's not until like he goes three verses before he says "Happy birthday to you."
0: Okay, well I got it here too, so here it is.
1: So Jarrett, what you watching
0: slash listening?
1: Slash reading. Slash
0: what you putting in, yeah? In me.
1: Yeah, what you got going on?
0: Um, I just finished the book, Too Much Is Not Enough, a memoir of fumbling toward adulthood by mm. Andrew Rannells. I don't know if you know who he is. Did you watch Girls? Yeah. He plays the gay friend Elijah. Right. And he is also the originating main character from the Book of Mormon. He was the very first person to play uh, the lead, Elder Price. Mm-hmm. And, and he's still in it?
1: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I thought you said he was, like, the only remaining, like...
0: <laughs> no, no, he was the original, he originated it. <clears throat>
1: gotcha, okay, sorry.
0: Um, And he's been in a bunch of other stuff. He was in Hairspray on Broadway, mm. yada, yada, yada. is um, so th- Zac Efron? Yes, actually. Yeah, um, I can do that. So this is his memoir, and it is, focuses on, like, coming of age. We talked about Michelle Obama, and you know how I hate when it all starts off at childhood. Yeah. So this one starts off, him getting to new york from omaha nebraska by going after his dream yes and it's so exciting you know, you just that like feeling of like a new person in a big city like fighting for what they want yeah. and if you have like any interest in theater or performance at all you like feel it and you're right there with him as he goes through tales of auditions and um, random sex and finding bars underage.
1: Oh my god, this sounds so good.
0: And then he will go back to childhood when he has a relevant story to how he is now. Yes. And I really appreciated how he told that story. Um, he
1: probably s- heard like how you felt about Michelle.
0: Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but I'm sure seems, he's right? a listener. Yeah. And so yeah, I really appreciate the story. It, you get... Right into the New York City theater scene. It goes over rejection, um, a period of time where he backed out and wasn't following his dream, um, his father dying. It's a huge range of emotions and is just like a really fun, exciting story told in a very humorous, easy to read way. Awesome. And the one thing that I did not like about it was, you know him from Girls, Mm -hmm. you know him from Book of Mormon, and it ended before he got Book of Mormon. And, like, it just came out. It's a new book.
1: Well, because what do you need to know about that?
0: I want to know how he got Book of Mormon. What were his feelings? What was it like moving to TV? What's Lena Dunham like? Did he sleep with Adam Driver?
1: Well, now he has a reason to write another book.
0: That was my hope.
1: Yeah. It sounds like he, like, whether he wrote it or he, he had someone write, like, either way, he's done a great job of telling his story. So having a second book would be great. Easy. He probably also wants to keep all his like big show business all to one book. That's this true. This might not come out till he's like 70.
0: Oh, you're right. He's probably planning ahead. Yeah. The best, one of my favorite parts of the book is the embarrassing theater that one has to do for work and to eventually like get the experience to, yeah. to be on Broadway. It uh. is hilarious. I highly recommend this book to anyone who... Likes Andrew Reynolds, who likes theater, or whoever had a dream that they just wanted so bad, um, or who just likes funny books.
1: I'm gonna read it. This sounds amazing. I'm definitely gonna look it up. Um,
0: how about you? What if What have you experienced in the last week?
1: Well, it's how perfect did this like line up? So, this week on my birthday, actually, we went to my old high school. Because Jerrica's cousin attends that high school and was in her high school musical. Um, they did Newsies, oh. and when I was in high school, I was a the- like a, a sort of a theater kid. I was part of the stage crew, um, so the other side of theater kids. But you, it's all you're it's all, all a big the same family. Group. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was so fun to to be there, and we can expand on that. But first, I just like, ugh. These kids are so freaking talented. Yeah? I am just blown away. I'm still, still blown away. It was opening night. So, of course, there were a few hiccups because, like, it was their first time in front of a full audience. So, like, one kid forgot a line. Oh, yeah. it That's was the best. Oh, <laughs> it was, oh, I felt so bad. And you could see his face was so red. I just felt so bad for him. But he got it and all was fine.
0: Did, like, he just remembered or did someone, like...
1: They were, his... <laughs> The guy, the person he was talking to was, like, trying to...
0: Get him gave there. Gave him the
1: line. Um, and he, like, he couldn't quite hear what he was saying. And so he's like, what? And he, like, looked over so like, there's three other people on the stage. And they were trying to help him. Oh, poor guy. But he got there, and then everything was fine.
0: Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Because, like, you
1: though. know, you get over that hiccup, and everything else comes back to you. Because he still had whole monologues after that.
0: Oh, but, yeah, it just takes that hump. Yeah. Could they all, like... I think musicals in high school are a tricky endeavor because that is a large cast that you need to put together of people who can actually sing. Right. And very few high school theater departments have that level of singers across the board. There's always going to have some that are really good. Yeah. So what was the singing quality?
1: Really, really good. So to be fair, it's a large high school. Mm-hmm. So like you have a bit more you can They could weed from. out the shit. <laughs> um, they have, you know, choir. They have, uh, it's always been good. Um. When I like I I feel like when I was in high school our musicals were excellent. Um, dare I say sometimes better than like the big, big versions.
0: That's a daring comment.
1: But it's true. I, I stand highly by doubt it. that.
0: I <laughs> highly doubt that.
1: I stand by it. It was so good. We did a Fiddle on the Roof, and it was so good. <laughs> um. <but laughs> The
0: confidence and conviction on your face as you say that, (laughs) I feel bad because I think you believe it.
1: (laughs) I've never, I haven't seen it, so I don't. (laughs) I was behind the scenes, (laughs) but it seemed really good. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, but it was it was great. Uh, A couple people like you know they're young and they'll learn to sing and Mm. they'll learn. There was after the intermission, even some like the leads seem to, like, lose their voice a little bit. Um, and I think that just comes from you've been singing for an hour and ten minutes, basically. Intermission, mm-hmm. you get some water or tea or whatever, and you don't redo your vocal exercises. And then you jump back on stage and start singing again. Yeah. You kind of lose... Yeah, and that's a don't long know. time
0: if to not, you're not a professionally trained voice, even exactly. if you can sing well.
1: So, um, so yeah, Jerrica Jer- was like, ooh, that wasn't so good. And I'm like, it's their first time! They'll... As the week goes on, they'll, they'll figure out how to keep their tones at the right level after intermission as well, you know?
0: They should have brought you backstage after just to give everyone a pep talk. <laughs> I feel you would have really, like, you would have emboldened these kids and made them feel so good. Not Jerrica. sounds like she might not have had um, as complimentary things to say. But I feel you would have really just, you know, boosted them for the rest of their run.
1: It was so, oh, anyway, it was amazing. And also, I love that they did Newsies. So Newsies is about the um the paperboy strike in was it 1899 or something? I don't know. It's so it's like a historical story. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Um, they went on strike against um, Pulitzer, um, trying to like get because these are like street kids and like kids who are like struggling, and they of course were being exploited. Um, at the same time, there was another strike happening and they were like, we should go on strike. So it's this whole beautiful story. And at least in the musical, they win. <laughs> um, uh, but what what I love about it is like, I kind of hope these kids have a different understanding of unions mm. as they get older. And I think kids nowadays, like they do, I feel like kids are more often involved in like strike things and you just see a lot more news about kids doing walkouts and being a little bit more
0: A little more politically engaged. Yeah, unfortunately it's easier
1: with the Internet age. It's
0: easier and I think it's kinda of got inbred, at least in our province, through like over a decade mm-hmm. of school cutbacks and things. Right. The kids really got into it. And totally. now they're branching out beyond school things. Like they recently joined the was it a world climate walkout or thing? I think so. But yeah, I think kids I think this generation is gonna be pretty engaged.
1: Yeah, and so, so doing newsies and like even just the lines where they they have these, like, speeches about the importance of sticking together. And I'm just like, these kids are set up for life. They're going to remember these moments. Some of them are going to be union activists when they move into that area of their, their life. And I feel like this, like, musical, they're going to have these lines and they're going to be, you know, 25 and feeling a little silly about referencing their high school musical. But it's such a good musical.
0: <laughs> and you should never feel bad about referencing your high school musical or your <laughs> high school performances.
1: Um so my like my takeaway is I think every also everyone should just support their high school theater, but especially the musicals cuz I think so much more goes into it. It's more people, it's a larger stage. You got the um the orchestra, you got the main characters, but also the chorus. Like it's so many more people. Yeah. Whereas like the regular high school plays it's Sometimes a cast of maybe twenty. So it's very different. Highly recommend.
0: There you go. Local listeners, check out newsies at Walnut Grove Secondary School. Well, it's probably
1: over by now. Oh by or it's not out. sold out. <laughs> but go to your your local support local theater.
0: <laughs> Do you have like what are some of your memories from high school theater? What's what's like a great great story you have? What productions were you involved in, first of all? Well,
1: Fither on the Roof.
0: Yeah, we as we've heard um, better than the original. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm trying to... Oh, I was almost part of Wizard of Oz. Um, <gasps> who'd I was you, Munchkin. would you play? I was a Munchkin. Oh. I was in grade eight, so...
0: Which Munchkin? Like, uh, like, were you the mayor of the corner? Did you have a role?
1: I was I was just... A, I was... So, with theater, like, the senior kids get all, of, like, the actual roles, um, and I was in grade eight at the time, and I think the Wizard of Oz was a larger cast than normal, because usually grades, I don't think, really get into mm. the... Um, the musicals um, or even the plays but at this time they needed more cute kids so yay
0: so in comes ashley
1: <laughs> um so i was just just a munchkin um god but which one was i i think i was the lollipop league because they all represent different guilds and leagues
0: you wish you were the what the
1: lollipop league i think it was lollipop league we represent the lollipop league
0: Sorry, every gay bone in my body is, like, cringing at the what words is you're it? saying. It's the Lollipop Guild.
1: That's what I kept thinking, and then It's the was... Lullaby
0: League and the g- Lollipop Guild. Oh, I'm
1: so sorry. See, why didn't you just tell me? <laughs> because
0: it's so much funnier to watch you struggle.
1: So I was part of the Lollipop Guild. Okay,
0: that's a big role. Yeah,
1: well... In terms it? of munchkins. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah I, th- yeah, I would say that's one of the more memorable munchkins. You're in the top eight munchkins.
1: But then... I was taken out of public school to do homeschooling for a year in the middle of, like, rehearsals.
0: So you had to switch to one-woman shows?
1: Yep. <laughs> in which I did much do about nothing. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you have Wizard of Oz, so I was, like, always into acting and stuff when I was little. And we were a community theater production of Wizard of Oz for copyright and some creative reasons. It was the Land of Oz. Oh, okay. And Your I can... school
1: had a little less money than my school, I think. It
0: was the whole community. It was like community theater. And I convinced my dad and sister to go audition with me. And I loved The Wizard of Oz since I was a kid. So this was like a culmination of all that I loved and was important. And they both got in, and I didn't get in. Oh my
1: God.
0: It was so sad. So every
1: day they're going off to rehearsal, and you're just like sitting at the table. I'm
0: at home with my mom. Bye, guys. It was so sad. Aww. Luckily, one of the other people in it, and who was really involved in community theater, got wind that this had happened, and then they ended up needing a monster to come out of a cauldron. So it was a little take on The Wizard of Oz, um, and so I got to be that monster. Be so monster. I did get to, to to go and be involved.
1: Yay. So
0: it had a happy ending.
1: That's good. And did you do a lot of theater in school other than that?
0: Um, like other than community theater?
1: Yeah. Or... Like did, well, did your school have theater? Oh, stuff? yes.
0: We did two plays a year in our performance class that was run oh like gosh. a theater company.
1: So this is the interesting thing. When I was in high school, we had drama classes. And we had there was a class that did one-act plays. And there was the stagecraft class. And that was it. And stagecraft built the sets for all the plays um, as part of our projects. Mm-hmm. But what I discovered now is they now have a musical theater class. So these kids spend the entire year learning everything to do with... uh, like, It starts with learning how to audition and how to um, learn your lines and all this stuff. And so the whole course of the year... And it's a class that's from grades 9 to 12. um, And they spend the entire year learning how to be in musical theater. Yeah, which... Cute. That's huge, and also a nice way to keep the community alive because after theater, like, after the play is done or the musical's done, there is such a... It's just, like, post-campaign post or whatever. Like, you just have such a drop of just, like, okay, now what? Like, these people that I got really close with during the production, we're all in different groups in normal school, and we're not going to talk anymore.
0: Yeah, plus I think having a musical theater class, it's a really nice way it's like an alternative to a gay-straight alliance that you actually get credits for.
1: (laughs) True.
0: Yeah, we did two plays a year. I played everyone from... I was Friar Lawrence in Romeo and Juliet. I was Jim from Huckleberry Finn, which if anyone knows that story, that's slightly problematic, but it was Kelowna, so there were very little options, and there was no blackface involved, so it was very tasteful. And then we did this one that was like... um, multimedia sort of production called and then they came for me and it told the story of two uh survivors from the holocaust um with them telling their stories as older people on screen and then reenactments and i didn't have a very big role i was a nazi and then i was also um the father of the main character and in one scene the nazis come in they take him And they beat my wife up with a sledgehammer.
1: Oh my God. And
0: I run in just as they're leaving and like trying to stop this. And it's a very dramatic scene. For reference, the play opens with sort of an artistic thing where there's groups of people walking around with candles that end up getting put in the shape of the Star of David. And some shows there would get wax on the floor. So in this very dramatic scene, I run onto the stage And my foot hits the wax, and like a cartoon, my legs fly up in the air, and I fall flat on my back, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) Hysterical laughter. So I was the only one to get hysterical laughter in the Holocaust play. (laughs) And I think sealed the deal that I was more into comedy than drama
1: oh that's so good (laughs) like all the colors of the rainbow so are the gays of the week so my gay of the week is uh, actually a fictional character Ooh! yeah I know it feels a little silly Um, and a few weeks ago I talked about this TV show as um, what I was watching which is Good Trouble um, which follows the sisters from the fosters on their like New okay. adult career life. I was
0: really trying to rack my brain. I'm like, I do not remember you talking about this. But now I'm on board. Now yeah. I'm on board.
1: Um, so the person who runs the like house flat apartment building thing that they live in. It's like this like communal living space, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Person who runs the whole thing. Um, her name is Alice. Uh, and she is um a lesbian, and she's Chinese, which is very important to her storyline. Um, she's always assumed her parents wouldn't accept her, um, as a lesbian. Um, her best friend is also a lesbian, and it's like her ex-girlfriend, who's also Chinese, and her parents love her, and there's, like all this like pressure on like, look at your friend compared to you, and like they just love the friend. Um, and Alice, I think, also has the friend around as like a bit of a buffer because as long as she has the friend there, then like her parents are happy so the friend's getting married um and her parent alice's parents show up um on the day of the wedding to like and neither the friend nor alice are like out to alice's parents like this is a whole storyline because they are pretty sure they wouldn't accept them so at the end of the episode alice and sorry guys huge spoiler here if you're watching (laughs) the show i just realized um not the whole marriage stuff but what i'm about to say Anyway, um, so spoiler, skip ahead, like, I don't know, a minute if you don't want to know this part. Um, Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give them some space to skip ahead.
0: You just said like, here I am, like they skipped the minute and now you're saying here I am, but then you're about to do the spoiler.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, you can fix that. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to give them time to skip ahead. No, it's been too long.
0: Now they're going to jump in because it's been a minute and you'll, and they'll be right into it.
1: I'm <laughs> the worst.
0: To be fair, I don't think anyone watches the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> anyway, she calls her parents to like share, to tell them that she's gay. And the moment is so tender because she's so afraid. And I know, and we'll talk about this like in the future, But I know when I called my mom to let her know that the friend I was bringing over wasn't a friend, but was someone I was dating. Um, I know that, like, even though I expect my mom to be progressive and warm and whatever, I still was just like, oh, my God, I have no idea how this is going to fly. Yeah. So I get that fear. And just watching this moment is just it was just so good. And seeing people have these conversations about. With their like families, fictional whatever, I think is really um, nice for for queer kids, uh, and her parents were loving and accepting, and they already knew. They said, Aww. "We we always knew, um, and we were just waiting for you to share with us."
0: Aww, ah, that's so sweet. You have tears in your eyes. How special. <laughs>
1: To be fair, the tears are from laughing so hard about my attempt at not spoiling things and then spoiling it anyway. Oh, you took the sweetness <laughs> away.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, my gay of the week uh, is actually someone local from Vancouver, um, Ashley Fair.
1: Aw. Um,
0: I don't think there are many people out there who get to have a best friend, one of my best friends, who is as... Loving, caring, and always there for you, as Ashley is. I don't know if this translates through the podcast. I think it probably does. But if you have news, no matter how benign or unexciting it is to like anyone else, Ashley is the first person you want to tell <laughs> because she is such a hype woman for anything in your life. And having someone there who can do that is insanely... Just amazing and special.
1: I still want to market that.
0: Right? right? (laughs) We we often talk about how Ashley should, like, rent herself out to, like, even, I think you could make a good living just being the person who's there when you get off the plane at the airport.
1: That would be so fun. Because there's
0: nothing sadder than getting off at an airport and having no one there to greet you. And I'm so glad that wherever we are in life, you're there to greet me. Aww. And I'm so excited that it's your birthday and that you're loving celebrating it so much. And my goal and what I hope for is that when you celebrate 30 years from now on your 60th, I'm there for that whole journey and can um, be there the whole way with you.
1: Well, currently, that's the plan. So.
0: Good. <laughs> um, so I just want to take that time to celebrate you and how amazing and full of fucking joy you are. Thank you. Because uh, not everyone is. And that's a very special thing.
1: Oh, thank you. Happy
0: birthday. Thank you. Well, we got to get back to dodgeball. We got to go, like, maybe lose another game. Who are we playing? Do you know?
1: I don't know. I'm going to... Part of me is hoping it's Don't Stop Ball leaving. Um, But it could be Autododge Amelia.
0: Okay, I just hear the crowd right now, and they want to know what our team name is. Our team name is Lucille Balls. Um, I don't know if I paused enough there because it's loose seal balls. (laughs) Pause for laughter. (laughs) I love our name.
1: Me too. Someone wants to buy one of our shirts. Really? Yes.
0: Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Make some money. And
1: like they've brought it up a few times so I need to find them when we go back to the gym.
0: Great. And we'll post our hilarious shirt yeah. on our Instagram for you just so you get a sense. And while you're there checking out our cool funny name shirt, um, please take some time to follow us. Or if you want to find the shirt, we are on Instagram at Gay Best Friends Podcast.
1: If you like what you're listening to, don't forget to subscribe um, and give us a review if you feel so inclined. That'd be a great birthday present. And if
0: you if you have something longer that you want to get in touch with in touch with us about, feel free to use the 21st century version of Snail Mail and send us an email at gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Happy birthday, Ashley! Thank
1: you. Once again,
0: I'm not doing anything tonight, but I hope I hope something's happening.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye besties.